Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Intersect. It's me, Noah Coote, along with my awesome co-host, Michael Bernash. Oh, thank you for adding the awesome epithet. <laughs> I mean, usually I say lovely, but, you know, I want to switch it up from time to time. I should put something different. Maybe to next week it's going to be epic co-host. <laughs> that sounds like a little bit too much. Not, not that you aren't epic, but it sounds like too much for an introduction. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm, I, maybe I should get it. Uh, nah. How have you been? I am drowning in work, but, you know, it's expected. I'm halfway through my term and I do engineering. It's the way it hits you, you know. Uh, non-stop projects. Also, I'm doing a lot of stuff on my senior project right now. Yo, that's awesome. Busy brain something. I don't know. You think for someone who has like 400 pages of readings a week, I would be able to speak English better, but whatever. Oh, well, you know what? Maybe you should just like do more sport. That'll help you wake up. I don't know. Wait, wait, how does speaking English have to do with waking up? I guess if you're more awake, you will speak better. I guess. Uh, I don't know. This It's been a long weekends always screw with my like natural like sleep state. About that. My schedule. Long weekend. Valentine's Day weekend. Yes. Uh, no, happily single. Happily single. That's what it is. To me... Happily single. Okay, okay, I'll be honest. Valentine's Day, to me, it was a self-care day. It's love thyself, because you're supposed to love something, you know? That's what it is about. So, I honestly just took care of myself in the morning, ate a nice little brunch, um, did a lot of homework, and also I had a bit of fun doing a DJ mix on a radio station, uh, which, you know, I think I've already mentioned it multiple Every times. Sunday... At 10 p.m. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, for me, Valentine's Day was chill. I was just like, for most of the day, just working, just reading, and then I was just hung out with my friends. This time in Brooklyn, so you know, uh, mixing it up. And how was that? Yeah, it was fun. We had lots of we had lots of fun. One of my friends cooked for us. It was great. We had wine. It was just a chill night. Gotta love it when you got some good food. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We were having so much more fun than all those couples. Okay, so I have the friends who are kind of into, like, the, well, restoration industry. Well, food, I mean. Restaurants. Okay. <laughs> they said it was hell. I don't know. In French, we say restauration. Or, wait, do we even say that? I don't know. Okay, but. Restauration just, just means restore. <laughs> like, restoration. The culinary, the culinary world, um, but they're telling me that Valentine's Day was very unfun because the problem was you have all these people who on Valentine's Day are like, let's not cook, let's do takeout tonight, and the way it works was the restaurants had to fill out like twice as many um, delivery orders on Valentine's Day as like any other day they normally do. Yeah, and I mean, also, for reference, uh, in New York City, they've only been open for indoor dining Friday. So it was like two days before Valentine's Day, so February 12th. It must have been packed. Oh, yeah, it looked busy. It looked... But... New York City was, like, hella busy. You want to know what the good news is? What? This is a type of event that shouldn't really increase numbers, because you're probably spending time with a person you already spend a lot of time around. That's true. And uh, also, probably it's time you spend without a mask on. 
Yeah, so. and restaurants have been doing their best to operate in these troubled times. But... Yo, you know what? We need to really thank all the people in the service industry for uh, keep for, for doing what they do because, like, it's a harsh industry to work in. Yeah, and you know what would be a great way to help people in the services industry? Tip more? I was going to say raise their wa- wages because tips are abhorrent but sure tip more well i i well yeah true if you want to help a person in the service industry you can tip more but if you really want to help them on the long term well i don't think every person will be happy about it depending on what kind of tips they get but i just say on the long term get rid of tips and uh instead have them get a proper wage yeah but also like in general people thank you for making society function yeah i i like society sometimes kind of <laughs> i don't know it's been a weird year for uh society am i getting anarchy vibes from you no okay god no down with society if anything, <laughs> if anything we've been inching towards anarchy that's the bad thing well depends on who you ask I, I am sure we have some people we know, both of us mutually, um, mm-hmm. who would probably love to see some form of anarchy come up. <sighs> yeah, let's not. I mean, if you want to see anarchy, look at Texas right now. <laughs> well, Texas is not anarchy, but uh, Texas certainly is suffering right now. Um, they're suffering freezing temperatures, a place that normally should never be frozen or snowing at oh yeah uh currently in the entirety of like the midwest is just frozen right now yeah i mean for reference it's it was a uh, sorry no i don't, i'm gonna use the freedom units here uh it was like one degree uh fahrenheit in texas i was like 40 degrees in new york city you want to know what the worst thing about all this is what they, they have absolutely no um, means to deal with such a climate because they can't clear roads or anything, and that I understand. But the worst thing is houses, for example, don't have any insulated pipes. This means that literally houses have exploding water pipes all over the state. Huh. I, I didn't actually think of that. That is bad because i knew they were out of power well the out of power is like not the worst part it's literally all the property destruction happening and the fact that there's no resources or infrastructure that's capable of dealing or in the emergency services capable of dealing with the situation right now no but i'm saying the fact that they're out of power means people are freezing in their own homes they can't go out uh gas is hard to come back come by uh they can't Everybody is just sitting in their cars right now to deal with uh, the power outages and uh, the no heating. Yeah, no, there's no way for them to be able to deal with the amount of, like, things happening. Like, they're freezing. Texas can't generate electricity, which, <laughs> I don't know. R.I.P. all Tesla owners. <laughs> R.I.P. everyone. Well, yeah, so that that is very unfortunate that this is happening right now. And I do have a friend from Texas who uh, sent me a video of her this morning where she's like, 
Yeah, I'm wearing a t-shirt, a sweater, a sweater on top of my sweater, a jacket, and I'm hiding under four blankets right now. <laughs> and I have no power. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this seems to be pretty serious. And uh, having like a person you kind of know show you a video of how they're trying to deal with this. Because to me, it seems kind of funny that they complain about certain temperatures where she was like, it's 54 degrees in the house. I'm like, oh, that sounds like great running weather to me. I mean, but also, sweater she never experiences 54 degrees. That's true. Unless you're in Union where it's like freezing all the time. Oh, God. Yeah, upstate New York is just windy, and that's the worst part about it. It's not really the temperature in general. It's the wind chill. Yeah, no, today was supposed to be a nice day out in New York City. I don't know. I was busy in the morning, so I only went out when I went to work. And it was a nice... Uh, I'm like, oh, it's really warm today. I'm glad I dressed lightly, and then the wind hit me. And then I had all the regrets in the world. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, so... This morning, there was frozen rain, which wasn't exactly all that fun. Yeah, I don't know what's up with the weather this year. But, about the frozen rain, I got some cool pictures from that. Yes, which you can see on Instagram. When I post them. Then, yeah. Hopefully, by the time this episode is released. Probably. Our release schedule for these episodes are messed up. We're trying to get better, but it's hard. <laughs> yeah, alright, um... Hey, you know what? We started with a different bit of news than usual. We always start with coronavirus, and for once we are like, oh, you know what? Let's do uh, freezing temperatures across the United States. I mean, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're trying to uh, do more. We're, we're trying to expand, especially when we're dealing with... Uh, we're no longer dealing with uh, our for uh, President 45... We are no longer dealing with so all of this uh, craziness, and the numbers are decreasing, and we're very hopeful that like things will get better in the near term. I feel like, well, oh no, are things really getting better already? I, I kind of want to say some things well, are. No, I think there's but maybe a case. maybe it's just from my own perspective. Because I don't know if I told you how bad the cases were at my school um, the first few weeks this term. And suddenly, after we did a full lockdown on campus and didn't let anyone actually leave the campus for any reason whatsoever, um, now we only had one student test positive in the last two weeks. Yo, that's awesome. I've actually not kept track of uh, NYU's uh progress with dealing with covid but we're well on our way that like i think around like 50 million people have already been vaccinated all right that's good and you see it increasing you see the amount of people getting vaccinated are increasing more and more of my friends are, are getting access to the vaccine still really hard to do but we're getting there Woo! but yeah we're but yeah there, there's there's hope jinx there's hope and right now we're really seeing the lows in comparison to the highs that um that followed the holidays so that's good things are getting better yeah i'm happy about that and all right um well should we already start taking a break soon or have we covered everything we wanted yet yeah i think we're good 
All right. Um, we'll see you guys in just a quick moment. Hello, hello. And we're back. Um, what big news is there that went on this last week? Because I've been pretty busy with work, as I said. But I am aware of a good amount of tech news, although I know we usually keep that for the end. <laughs> well, tech news, we have... Remember how we talked a couple months ago about um, NVIDIA buying ARM? Well, yeah, and the talks keep on going, and uh, it seems like ARM is kind of trying to push against it. Uh, no, not ARM. ARM isn't commenting on it, but do you know who is? Uh, oh, yeah, the big companies, Microsoft, Apple, Google, who else? Facebook? <laughs> A- AMD. AMD, too, I wouldn't be surprised. Intel... Uh, they don't matter anymore. They will soon enough, hopefully, if they get a new CEO. They just got a new CEO, and he's his first official acts have been to uh, make false benchmarks against against the M1 chip. Oh God! You know what? I think, from what I know, AMD has an engineer as their CEO. I don't know who this new guy in Intel is, but uh, hopefully, he can uh, solve problems the same way Lisa Sue can. Hmm. well we'll see but it is it is true uh a lot of tech companies are speaking out claiming that this would make nvidia way too powerful way too big and way too dominant which i guess there's a claim that could be made it's a little bit ironic that google says that this will make nvidia like a monopolistic power like Something about, like, throwing stones in a glass house. Something like that. But, hey. Well, (laughs) personally, I um, am myself a little questioning of this acquisition because NVIDIA, really good company, does actually really great tech. But do we really want to have the biggest, like, ARM is going to be the biggest microprocessor, uh, designer out there in a bit unless something open source like risk five on which i think arm is partially based on um starts to overcome it uh i think x86 might slowly lose its hold on the processor market but i mean if microsoft can make a good version of windows then yeah yeah um i i feel like having a company like nvidia by arm could lead to some imbalance in the microprocessor world yeah because the more at first when i heard the news i was just like oh that's not that seems pretty cool but thinking of the competitive balance i was like do you need that because nvidia is developing it's nvidia is a gpu developer but they're also working on artificial intelligence processing, etc. ARM is also working on intelligence processing, and you like competition is good, and it is a fairly small market to compete in. Well, d- doesn't doesn't Nvidia have their own ARM chip that they developed? Because they developed the a tablet called the Nvidia Shield, which used basically Tegra computing processors that were designed by NVIDIA and also used ARM to run Android. Well, yeah, they use a, they use ARM, but I'm saying that NVIDIA is where they have a uh, self-driving, uh, like self-driving car program where they power the, 
the brains of those of those cars. So I'm saying like NVIDIA's are innovating in this space, and I don't think it's necessarily a good thing to have that concentration of power, especially because we've been talking so much for over the past like year about giant tech companies having too much power. And if I think we need to take those concerns seriously when it comes to NVIDIA, to AMD, to Intel, on whether or not we would be giving them too much power. And Amazon too. Yes, of course, Amazon. Can't forget them. Who I think got sued again this week for uh, for uh, mistreating their workers. Ah, uh, Amazon. But yeah, um, if you were to ask you what my opinion is on this acquisition, I am not really in support of NVIDIA with it. Uh, yeah, even Qualcomm is says they don't want NVIDIA acquiring ARM. And Qualcomm has literally been accused of being a monopoly. <laughs> kind of true. There, there's not many other mobile processing chips out there other than qualcomm i'm trying to remember what that there's, one brand is there's qualcomm exynos which is owned I, by uh, samsung yeah i want to say exynos because i know most mobile european phones have exynos processors implemented in them yeah the problem with exynos is they're not as good yeah this is why in the north american market as samsung who owns exynos still uses Qualcomm chips instead. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. So that's how it is. And then Apple, of course, has their own chip brand. Well, Apple is just Apple. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> aren't, a, aren't they a lifestyle company, Noah? I guess. But you see, if you think of Apple as a lifestyle company, it's the same way I'm going to say people think of uh, NVIDIA as a GPU company. No, I think they are more of an AI company at this point. I mean, I think I think it's more like Apple is Apple is dominating in a market. They have no business dominating it. Yeah. It's kind of like when we were talking about the Apple card that no one wants to do. It's like what do you think what what do you think you're doing? About that, Nissan turned down Apple's offer or request to have an Apple car built because the way it worked was Apple wanted Nissan to simply manufacture a car that was designed entirely by Apple. And Nissan was like, "No, we are not your factory. If you want to work with us on designing a car, we have a say in how the car is designed, too. Yeah, and uh, Volkswagen was like, who cares about Apple? Which, again, Intel said the same thing. And um, uh, Nokia said the same thing. Uh, Blackberry said the same thing. Okay, okay, okay. But here's a quick question to you. What CEO would say, holy shit, we're in danger. The company is going to completely crash because this other company is going to make a product we cannot compete against. What CEO is going to say that about their own company? Um, Apple, Google, Facebook. They're going to say Amazon. that their own product is going to crash. Well, um, Apple, uh, Apple, when they first released the iPhone, they were really worried that they, they were going to destroy their uh, iPod business. I mean, it kind of did, but... The iPhone made so much more money. Who cares? It became bigger. Yeah, but they were worried about that. Uh, iPad for the Mac. Uh, Google is, again, there's a reason a lot of these companies are accused of being monopolistic. Google 
uh, buys this ad tech stuff to make sure that its ad platform is superior. Facebook keeps buying different uh, social media apps. Uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon apparently the way their their corporate structure works, they're like it's a day one company. Like it, it's it's zero day, so they're always constantly like uh, doing things, and. Like Jeff Bezos, like if we do, if we stop innovating, our company will go bankrupt, which is a weird thing to say about the second or third most valuable company in the world. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to point out that uh, the reason the Volkswagen CEO is saying we don't care about Apple is because if he doesn't say that, I don't know if the investors will be very happy to hear. Oh, we are fucked. Oh, I think some people accept candor because uh, Netflix is honest that it has a lot of competitors. Well, yes. Whether that be Disney Plus, who has 95 million users, versus uh, CBS, Paramount Plus. Okay, that one's failing. Um, HBO Max, which is really good. And the Snyder Cut is coming out exactly a month from now. What about so, Hulu? You know, I'll be watching that. Who's owned by Disney? Oh, also part of Disney Plus, okay. Yeah, so... And who's not as successful as either of them? But it's like, it's owned by the same company, so I don't think it matters much to Disney. Yeah. But yeah, the, so there is... But it's like, you want companies to be able to recognize the risk. And you see them doing that a lot with uh, announcements from Ford saying that they will phase out... Uh, uh, their combustible engine cars by 2035. Uh, Jaguar announced and uh, they're doing an all-electric car brand in in 2025. All these companies are transitioning towards uh, hydrogen fuel cells or electric uh, electric battery powered uh, cars. So there is a people are recognizing that they need to innovate. They need to move, whether that be for climate change or for competitive reasons. They need to move on with the times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you do got a point there. You do got a point. And I will love it by 2025 that all cars, that most cars being new, new cars that are being sold, a lot of them will be electric. Um, That'd be cool. I really hope that is something that happens, but also I kind of am still... If I were to continue living here in upstate New York, I would still be pretty reluctant about going electric. Is it the battery performance or the charging network? It's the cold. <laughs> Batteries and the cold don't go well together. And the thing is, my car already doesn't go well with the cold. Starting up in the morning, I cringe hearing the car go through a few, uh, you know, when the spark plugs go. Hick. Yeah, hiccups. Yeah, I have those hiccups that go, and I'm just like, ooh, this is taking three seconds longer than usual. Oh, God, what's going on? Um, I think I think this is more proof that no one should live in the Midwest, especially, like, Chicago, Detroit. Like, why are the coldest places in the U.S. where all the cars are made? Wait, what about Canada? <laughs> for, outside of free healthcare, would, would you want to live in Canada? Uh... Honestly, I think Quebec would be pretty chill, but that's also because well, I have speak the whole French. Underground city. It, it, culturally, to me, it's an awesome place. Culturally, it would be a nice place, but it's if I were to live in Canada, I would uh, bifurcate my time. I'll live there during the summer, and then I'll live somewhere else during the winter. Uh, I guess it's also I 
handle the cold better than you. Not not as a diss, like that's kind of true. I dude, it gets so cold there. I can't deal with it. All right. Well, anything else we want to bring up? Uh, let's see. Oh, I think we're good. We kind of went over everything. Sorry, these episodes aren't like as detailed because just we're exhausted. Oh, protests in Myanmar. Oh, that's a big one. Or Burma. Do you think we should take a break before yeah. we start covering it? Okay, sure. All right. And we're back. All right. So protests in Myanmar after the big military coup. What's going on there? Well, people are pissed because they don't want the military junta to come back. So now you have tens of thousands of protesters who are going up to protest this military, the military takeover of government, uh, which is awesome. I- I've seen Whoa. a video of literally police officers joining the protesters. Like they're part of the riots, like with their built, like they're wearing everything. And all of a sudden they just walk into the crowd and turn around and use a shield to protect against... I think they use water jets, and they actually use a riot shield to protect the protesters against the water jets. See, because Myanmar... Myanmar's civilian government is by no means perfect. Han San Suu Kyi, I think that's the name of the former uh, leader of uh, Vietnam, even though she's a Nobel laureate, is respons- was passive and defended a genocide uh, perpetrated by the military... But, like, it's democracy has its role, and A, it was the military that was responsible for it. So I think it's clear that we don't want military juntas to be taking over countries. We don't want them to be led by military juntas, and people have a right to self-determination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm trying to remember another thing. You said that the, the People's Party is not great. In general... With Myanmar, unfortunately, I think any side you pick is not exactly perfect in the situation. But this also applies to a lot of countries where no political party... Yeah, the situation in Ethiopia is complicated. God knows we have our our fair share of shit in the U.S. <laughs> but oh, yeah. There is a but peaceful resolution, peaceful transfer of power... There's a reason that that's important and actual accepting the results of elections and understanding that people, when they make a choice, when the people have a voice, there are consequences to breaking away from that. For sure. And um, do you have any idea? Is there any update on how things are in Myanmar or just the protests still going and nobody of the victory? Well, the party that's supposed to be ruling, are these people let out free yet? Uh, no. As far as I'm concerned, uh, they're all all the heads are still under house arrest. There has been a mobilization of global governments to go after the Myanmar um, military junta, with the U.S. announcing sanctions, the EU taking strong action, and there's it's very widely recognized that most of the international community is not okay with this situation. They do do not like the status quo. So there's pressure both domestically and internationally against the military coup. All right, all right. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's how things are. But 
I'm hoping to see the people in Myanmar um, end up getting something that is better for the country as a whole. Yeah. <sighs> Although... It's it's a sad situation. We mentioned the situation not being great in the U.S., and I know you did not want to talk about it. But the <laughs> impeachment. People are unhappy about our 45th oh. president, and we have been trying to impeach him recently, right? Uh, well, convict him, yes. Convict him uh, uh, in a Senate trial. So it's official. Donald Trump has not been convicted by the Senate by a vote of... 57 to 43 to convict however that does not meet the two-thirds threshold to convict him which is not which is the outcome everyone knew because it took it would need 17 republicans to defect and and what we've seen yeah and what we've seen is that the republican party has become a cult of personality well yeah if you support if they supported the impeachment as a Republican, their party would basically... What was the word? Censure. Yeah. It's a strong condemnation. And so, um, basically, if a Republican were to support the impeachment, they might just be destroying their political career, which is really unfortunate if it's something they believe to be the right thing. Because... Mistakes happen, I guess, and I know you can lose your career over it, but sometimes, like, I don't know. There's not much... Re- it should not be a mistake to con- to remove and bar someone who led an active rebellion against the United States government from holding federal office. Yeah. Oh, well. Who, per- who for months has perpetuated a lie about a- an election. We were talking about... Uh, transition of power and believing in elections don't if donald trump were a myanmar general right now he, that's that's we would be in the same situation yeah so that's what's going on and it's pathetic even mitch mcconnell the now senate minority leader mitch mcconnell sorry that that brings joy to my face saying that um he he voted to uh, he voted to not uh, convict Trump to acquit him. Yet in his speech explaining his vote, he said that Donald Trump should face criminal prosecution. Yep. So even when even when they seemingly, it, they just don't want to t- be seen taking responsibility to go after Trump. Huh. All right. Well, I brought up the impeachment. I know we didn't want to talk about it, but. I just want to say, uh, no, he did not get convicted. But yeah, what I thought you were going to bring up was uh, the rise of hate crimes in the past year, especially towards uh, Asian uh, people of Asian descent. That's a shame. Like, where else will I get my Chinese food? <laughs> Shut the fuck. Okay, okay, okay. I- I've heard it's been an actual <laughs> issue that less people are buy- getting Chinese takeout. Because of the whole pandemic, because they're worried, oh, the Chinese people are those who brought the virus in. Okay, yes, you're right. That is an actual uh, serious issue. I was thinking more of the violent hate crimes, but that applies as well. Well, Because there is real harm when people are like, uh, well, people are just being racist. Okay, it's not really a violent action. Neither is it technically a crime. But it is a form of help that is 
negatively impacting the socioeconomic status of a specific ethnicity in the United States. Yeah, no, but I didn't mean just, uh, I didn't, I, I understood your restaurant point, but I'm saying like there are actual violent hate crimes, people being murdered, people being assaulted, old men being pushed in the middle of the street. Like, this is a serious issue. Like, coronavirus, any virus could have come from anywhere in the world. The fact that it, it that it was China this time, it just it just what it is. Swine flu came from Mexico. Uh, MERS came from somewhere in the Middle East. Yeah. Uh, diseases appear out of nowhere, and then some people will be like, China, China had SARS or whatever. It's like when when the chance for any disease to spread from a from an animal to a human, when the odds are so small. You need a you need a agricultural system that brings humans close to animals, which is the case in China, which is the case in most places of the world, including in the U.S. Just look at our cattle farms or pig farms; those are places that can breed diseases very easily. And because China happens to have 1.6 billion people, they're just more likely to it's more likely to start. But it has nothing to do with their culture, their what they eat, what whatever diseases don't care for our race yeah and this is the same thing for ebola for africa uh does diseases don't care about our sexuality aids does not care if you're straight or gay like diseases have one goal to reproduce and if they happen to kill a human whatever they don't care if we're white black asian uh, latino like latinx it doesn't matter and this is a sad Mm -hmm. well i i was about to like say but hypothetically but i feel like i shouldn't bring it up although the hypothetical has more to do with um engineered uh bioweaponry oh my god it's just a stupid conspiracy theory well no but the, the point was more in terms of like you could technically design a disease to target a specific race uh, if you engineer it to do so based on genetic markers. But that is that's, very difficult to do. <laughs> and while theoretically possible, I don't know if we actually have the tech to do it. Mm, yeah, no, I don't think anyone has the tech so far. I mean, you can find out if you're descended from, uh, what is this, Genghis Khan? Um but that's that's its whole other thing. I don't know. It's infuriating that there's these mistakes for like I don't know. And it's in general like it in the U.S. We don't talk a lot about Asian American discrimination, whether or not that's because they make up uh, what seven five percent of the U.S. population. So they're a much smaller group than Hispanics who are like 17, uh, African-Americans who are 13. But it is still a significant chunk of people. And they there are there have been serious like uh, historical harms done to people of Asian descent, whether that's the Chinese Exclusion Act. Um, Japanese internment camps? The, the Japanese internment camps. Um. It's... 
There's a lot of them. Yeah, well, and... I remember learning about uh, when they built the railroads over on the West Coast and how it was basically slave labor with the Asian immigrants inside a country. Yes, exactly. Like, and there's this uh, idea that they are the, uh, what was it, model minority? And, hey, no, it's it just... The reason they happen to be more successful is because there have been more Asians to come to the U.S. from from who have immigrated recently into the U.S. Because if you just look at, if you want to base off performance versus like a typical American, if you check like a first or second generation immigrants, they tend to be more successful, which is true from any national origin. Now, why is that? You can argue about it uh, all day, but it does not. Your race is not a qualification for you. It is not a automatically, automatically you're going to be good at math. You're good at sports. It does not mean. It's not by being of a specific um, skin color that your penis will automatically be bigger. <laughs> yes, Noah, that's true. It, and it also doesn't mean you're more likely to carry this specific disease. This viral disease that is affecting everyone. It's not because I'm white that I can't dance. <laughs> like, it's not because I'm black I can play basketball. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we might be going too far with this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the point is like, this This is unacceptable. And it's not okay. And it's infuriating. <sighs> yeah. And I think we should end on that note that we should like a do better, educate ourselves more on the situation, the circumstance. Yo, yo, you know what, guys? I got homework for you. Do something kind for someone this week. I don't know why I'm doing. This sounds like such a basic, like, oh, do this kind of homework. But I don't know. Do something kind for yeah. someone, and uh, keep in mind, you should not see race. You could, if they're a person of a different ethnicity, you can be as kind to them as a person of your own ethnicity. Yeah, it's not that don't see it. Be understanding, be mindful, try to understand. And yeah, do one nice thing. Whether or not it's call someone, it's like, hey, how are you doing? Call your parents. Because it's been, yes. Uh, as college students, that's <laughs> okay, a big now, one. Now, <laughs> yeah, now, now you remind me, oh, I haven't done that in a while. But yeah, just reach out, talk to people. Because sometimes, especially in the winter, if you have someone in Texas, call them, see if they're doing okay, uh, give them tips of how to survive the cold. They really need it right now. And it's one random act of kindness. Yep. All right. All right. Or, so I, I thought of one last act of kindness. You can like, share, subscribe with this podcast and keep listening to us. Oh, that's a great one. You know, I was about to say something along those lines. And also, uh, we have social media. You can always follow us on that. You can always contact us through there if you have any questions or fun propositions or comments about what we do. Um, feedback is always good to hear. And if if one of you guys wants to join, let us know. It'll be fun. Oh, maybe we can do a little guest session one time. Exactly. Or multiple times. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for listening, and see you guys next episode. All right, I hope you all have a good week.